Hey, this is Marty McFly, and you're listening to Hydrate Level 4 Presents Podstalgic, a film podcast on core temp arts. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Are you telling me you built a time machine out of a podcast? Welcome to another episode of Postalgic. This is a podcast where we take a nostalgic look and rediscover movies new and old. For this episode, we're doing a new release. Uh, I am Peter, by the way, and I'm joined by my buddy Phil. Hey, Phil. Hey, how's it going? Uh, I'm, I'm good. How are you? I'm doing all right. <laughs> all right. Well, this is going to be a instant reaction to the new release, Creed 2, colon, Rocky Four Part 2. This is, uh, we're going to give our non-spoiler thoughts of the movie before we take a break and get into details in some of the specifics that happened in the movie. This movie, uh, we get the returning cast from the first movie with the inclusion of um, Dolph Lundgren reprising his role as Ivan Drago and his son Florian Muntiano, Munt- mm-hmm. Muntiano uh, who plays his son Victor and we'll just leave it at that. That's really the, the, the main people. Okay, so Phil, I want to ask you going into this movie, what was uh, what were some expectations that you had? I don't know. I just really enjoyed some of the character de- uh, the characters in the first movie, and I was just kind of hoping for a continuation of it. I guess um, the trailer was pretty interesting. I remember just seeing like the it was just like the 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 back of his uh, what is it robe that that said uh, that that said Drago on it, and that was kind of like a really interesting way of introducing who the villain was going to be in this, this movie. So I got pretty hyped watching that originally. So. This one is very interesting because it is a sequel to two different movies. It's definitely a sequel to Creed and also uh, Rocky IV. It, it does continue that storyline. Uh, my expectation, I, I guess uh, I thought there was going to be a lot of uh, tension. Uh, I feel that there was definitely some of that. I'm going to try to reserve some of the details for our spoiler part, but this movie was a little bit different than uh, I had expected. I did like it overall uh, very much. Do you think this was a good continuation from the Creed and Rocky IV movie? I thought it was satisfying. I mean, I, I don't really have much more detailed thoughts to say, but yeah, I thought it, it was faithful to both those movies and I guess continued those stories as well, you know? Yeah, I think they did a really good job at paying homage to uh, the fourth movie as well and including um, kind of the, you know, s- certain details from that movie to kind of help maybe newer audience members or even like fans of uh, you know the original Rocky IV movie uh, this one for me I, I thought was uh, definitely a little bit more emotional than the first Creed movie as well uh, I'm a huge fan of the the first Creed movie um, just throwing that out the Rocky films I didn't grow up with many of them um, obviously I saw the first one many times and the fourth one is the one I did grow up with I, I saw two th- and three uh, a little bit later in life so I don't know I think there was still something I felt was missing from this uh, sequel to those two movies uh, I think it's a really good movie Overall, I mean, our audience even uh, you know applauded and you know at, at the very end, so it was really good. I think I'm gonna um, okay. Actually, let, let's get into this because it's, it's kind of non-spoiler. What did you think about the Dragos? 
Yeah, I, I, th- I thought Victor kind of was like a perfect blend of like old school type bad guys that are kind of like larger than life. Like Peter, Peter had mentioned, uh, you know, in essence, it'd be kind of like Hulk Hogan has a larger than life personality or Mr. T does. So he kind of had that like that aspect to his character while he was kind of more grounded in realism, like mo- like in modern day, like modern day villains, I guess. So I thought it was a perfect blend of those two things. So. The return of Ivan Drago was his character satisfying. I, I thought so too. It, it offered a more deeper take on I don't know really cartoony characters from back then, right? Where they kind of grounded him in reality too, talking about how his life just went downhill. Um, well, I guess we're not doing spoilers, but uh, I don't know if that's. Oh well, I mean they they were kind of talking about how his life just went downhill after losing to Rocky and and all the things that. Uh, happened to his life and 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 him using that as fire and, and fuel in 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 turn to raising ivan i mean uh, to rate to raising victor i'm sorry so i yeah i thought that was pretty cool i i did like the return of uh, ivan there's definitely some points uh, i, I want to bring up in the spoiler section that uh, i really did enjoy seeing uh, in this film yeah the dragos did they were pretty good i probably could have used a little bit more of them uh, i i don't feel like they were underused i could have just used a little bit more with the dragos and again i'll kind of get that into spoilers um so i guess to add to that i was like i think visually it'd be cool to see them on screen more but i don't really know how if even if you saw them for a five, you know, additional five or ten minutes, how it would have added to their characters? It wouldn't really want to have done anything. Like, what else would you want to see? Oh, we could speculate, and yeah. you know, I mean, uh, I, I want to point out, I want to re- uh, reference some certain points to kind of give my thoughts on that. Yeah. Uh, so I, I guess we'll kind of make this short. Uh, but before we take the break, we will give our um, wh- whether or not we recommend seeing this movie in the theater. Phil, what about you? What would you think uh, people should go check this out in the theater? I think so. There's not really that many great movies right now, and it's holidays, so I, I kind of always, I don't know, just grow, growing up, I'd always wanted to watch movies with my friends and family during the holidays. I mean, it's Thanksgiving this week, so I don't really know what other movie and uh, you know someone in our age range would want to go see other than Drago. I mean, uh, Creed too. I mean, I, I think people are going to go see this uh, uh, regardless because um, you got Michael B. Jordan, you know, returning, and he is a, a rising star. Tessa Thompson was just in Thor Ragnarok. Uh, and obviously, you, you have Sylvester Stallone returning as a beloved character in Rocky. So I think people are going to check it out uh, anyway. And it, it being the holidays, this movie does have the, you know, themes of family and father and son and stuff like that. So I think it, it is going to be a really good movie for people to go check out, um, you know, during the holidays uh i i recommend it in the theater i came out of it out of the movie feeling not completely satisfied i think there were some things that i still wish that had happened um and again i'll kind of get into uh get into that in the spoilers so at this point we'll go ahead and take a break and they'll give you guys a chance to pause the episode if you have not yet seen it and hopefully we spoke enough uh you know for you to decide whether or not you would go watch it in the theater so uh at this point we'll go ahead and take that break you gotta think real hard about this you got people that need you now i ain't got a choice adonis greed has been challenged by victor drago son of the man who killed his father. I want to rewrite history. Don't pretend this is about your father. I'll beat him. You better. It's time, kid. So now we're back. Either you have seen the movie or you don't care for uh, the spoilers. So 
Okay, so here's here's my thing. I felt like the filmmakers might have watched Cobra Kai and taken some some notes. Go ahead and elaborate on that. So I mean, okay, so Cobra Kai. There's a scene. Um, and I don't want to spoil that too much if uh, people haven't checked it out, but I do a podcast on Cobra Kai called Cobra Kai Companion, Companion spelled with K, if anyone has seen that show and enjoyed it. But there's a theme in, on, in that show uh, about flipping the script and kind of changing what we knew. And I felt Creed 2 did a lot of that. All right, well, this is what you remember from Creed 1. This is what you remember from Rocky 4. There's some changes that we're going to make to that, you know. Um, specifically with the Dragos and you know what we remember from Rocky IV remember the montage scene we got Ivan Drago in this really elaborate training montage and uh, facility and stuff yeah and then uh, Rocky you know he's kind of like in a barn in the snow and all of that and so they kind of reverse that then reverse it again at the end so like in the beginning we find out the dragos are kind of like johnny lawrence you know down on his luck they they have nothing right they're in ukraine um you know after they were kind of barred from i mean he felt too embarrassed to be in in russia right was kind of the plot point so that's why they went to the ukraine was that yeah after his loss to rocky basically like uh you know, in not the exact words, Drago. We find out from Drago that, like, yeah, he, they were kind of looked down on, and you know, his wife left him and stuff. So they tried to humanize these people, and I feel they didn't humanize them enough. You know, like I felt there was this moment, kind of towards the end, where. I think it was right before the fight where Victor looks at his dad while his dad's like getting pictures with all these people and there's this look that he gives them and it, I didn't get a chance to really process that but I, I thought that was going to lead to something but it really didn't. I thought that maybe Victor would kind of like, you know, why are we doing this and back out, you know, and then maybe concede or, or something. I, I think Victor's Victor's was really loyal to his dad and saw that the pain that his dad was in so he kind of felt like when he saw his dad kind of reliving i don't know his past glory i guess at that point he just kind of felt disappointed like he, he kind of felt like his dad lost his way because he's never seen that side of his dad before that's kind of my interpretation of it that's a really good point because uh, also like when he does lose the fight at the very end he feels you know i mean obviously defeated uh but morally and he felt like he let his father down and i think that's the side of ivan drago i did not expect to see where he's like hey it's okay it's okay you know like you i i thought that when ivan was approaching the ring i thought he was gonna like sucker punch creed or something but to throw in the towel i was just like okay that's that's them flipping the script kind of like in cobra kai i yeah i think that's that was kind of the completion of his arc right because all he basically at the beginning of the movie uh ivan ivan was saying how all his son knows is is his fists so that's pretty much they're just implying he had no life outside of just his dad and training right so towards you know like throughout the movie you can kind of see them starting out from nothing and then they get to the point where you know like all of russia's accepted him again even back to his mother like who had walked out on him and his dad reintroduced herself back in his life you know and so they're at this uh like a banquet dinner from from looked like a bunch of dignitaries from russia or something like that and uh you know that that kind of just shows what you know is a taste of the good life if he were to win and it was interesting because during the fight as as it looked apparent that he was going to lose all that started going away and they signaled that with his mom walking out early before the fight was even over and i think at that point I kind of got where I kind of got what I got out of that character was he was just really wanting to please his dad the whole time and, and get the approval of his dad who never really seemed to 
to give him that, you know, like never really gave him that, that, that support or, or that the satisfaction of, you know, his dad's approval. And I guess for me at the end, when his, when, uh, Ivan threw in the towel and, and still consoled his son, he finally got what he was wanting, you know, or at least what he hadn't been getting all his life. And that was, you know, the love from his dad, which he probably wasn't shown. Yeah, I really like that uh, that moment with the Dragos just uh, throwing in the towel because Rocky still never learned his lesson. You know, Duke Jr. never learned his lesson. And so um, I I thought it was very interesting that that um, one boxing promoter, he said it himself, you know, history repeats itself, which is a line from You're the Best, which was used in The Karate Kid. So I kind of felt um, that there were like recycled plots and stuff from like Karate Kid 3, you know, where in Karate Kid 3, uh, Daniel is kind of faced up against uh, you know a new group of Cobras, one in particular, and they want his title. And so he wants to defend his title, but Miyagi refuses to train him. They did that in this movie, too. Sure, I mean, but subplots are always going to be like similar from movie to movie, but like they just executed, I thought, a lot better here, right? Oh, absolutely, because th- uh, Credit Kid 3 is not good. Yeah, it, that, yeah. <laughs> but but here, it was kind of cool. Like, in the little payoff, it shows, it shows both the Dragos. It looked like back in Ukraine again, and in this time, in Instead of dad, uh, you know, leading his son into a run, he's actually running side by side with his son. And I thought that was kind of a cool moment where, you know, like it's like they're down in the trenches together. Like that's kind of how I interpreted that part. Yeah, I mean, again, see, so I I know you said that like another five minutes, what are we actually going to get? I I think that, um, I don't know, I I think I could have used more of Victor's motivation because I just, I hated how they tried to paint this picture of him that all he knows is hate. You know, Rocky says it, and it is very powerful words, but that's not what I really saw. I I didn't see that either. Yeah. I didn't see that. Maybe from Rocky's eyes, that's true. Oh, sure. You know, like, and, and, you know, because he only gets to see a limited perspective of uh, the Dragos, but I think I think I saw a kid that just wanted his dad to I don't know just give him that uh, satisfaction I guess of doing a good job right yeah be proud you know to have his dad be proud of him I guess is what I said and and he was fighting his whole life for this moment and he finally got it even though he was defeated yeah see and that's I think that's what it is that I could um, I could have used a little bit more of the father and son with the Dragos you know because um, you know I, I think. I don't know if the filmmakers were trying to play it safe, but I, I think the kind of, you know, talking them up as being the villains, but then showing us the humanity, I, I don't know if it was earned. You know what I mean? Like, when it came, I was like, oh, man, this is, this is actually pretty cool, but I don't know if there was an actual arc. It just kind of went from, like, A to B. Well, I guess A to C would no B in the middle. I, I thought there was kind of an arc because I don't think Ivan would have gotten to where he got if he didn't have that moment with Victor early on where Victor was like, what are we doing here? Like, these people aren't here for us. You know, like, so it was kind of implying that all that son needs is his dad's love, right? And, you know, and the dad was was kind of trying to live vicariously through his son to get what he never got, which is the approval of all these other people that didn't really matter. So that's, that's kind of how I interpret it. So without that moment, I don't think Ivan would have completed his arc you know so he learned from that and then he saw that the white you know his ex-wife walked away and and i think at that point like that's kind of what turned him back to like you know i need to be here for my son because no one else is yeah see like for me i I wish that what that 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 felt a little bit more shoot in you know like i wish they could have kind of 
you know, did, did something a little bit different. I don't know if I needed the mom in there. You know, they already talked about her enough. I, I feel that might have been like a little bit of fan service. That, throwing that, Brigitte, it's, fa- Brigitte. it's fan service, but yeah. it's also spoon feeding you, you know. To- right. Yeah. And, and I didn't need that. And what was really interesting, um, this is a little bit of like a kind of a. No, but at that point, like Rocky, uh, I mean, I'm sorry, Creed had won the fight. And like even then, like all the Russian fans had turned on Drago at that point and they were embracing Creed you know who was the foreigner so you know like it it was I thought that was a cool moment just to drive in that fact home that it was just really down to father and son at that moment the entire country turned on him all the dignitaries and celebrities turned on him his own ex-wife or his mom you know turned on him so it was just down to those two yeah, it, it it just sucks for them. They, they they can't catch a break. But see, I I kind of like that stuff early on, you know, where they show up to Philly and they're at the uh, you know they're looking at the Rocky statue, and then they even stand at the top of the steps, kind of just looking at this. Like you're you, you know, I thought those were actually some pretty powerful moments. Pretty yeah. yeah, and and it just kind of like. I don't know, and then it went in a bit of a different direction, and so I don't. I'm not saying that it was like a misdirect, but I it caught me off guard a little bit. I go, now wait a minute. I thought they were gonna kind of go the route of just painting them the villain, but then they flipped the script at the end. Which, it, yeah, I wasn't expecting it, and I'm sure that was the intent of the filmmakers. But again, I felt like it just. I, I think that's what I was missing was the extra time with them to kind of see like. Like no, they're not villains after all. Like they, they they mean well and all that stuff. Like when Drago goes to visit Rocky in his restaurant, like you know the, all the disrespect. Oh, you got no pictures of me. You know he's referring to the pictures of of Apollo. This guy obviously has a hold a grudge with Rocky over these years because he blames Rocky for how his life has gone. And I could have used a little bit more tension between them. You know, perhaps some shoving or something. I think that's all that was missing. Like I, I didn't mind the screen time, but I wish there was more moments to build on you know rocky and drago like that's that's kind of really what people like that was kind of the draw to get you even excited about this movie and i didn't really think they did delivered as with enough scenes in between the two yeah and that's that's really what it was and maybe that's what it is for me why i didn't come out of the theater really high on this movie as you know as it seemed as some people did i was happy with the ending i think the towel throwing moment was very pivotal for me i was just like okay i think the movie at that point redeemed itself because i was i was feeling a little bit empty you know i was needing that confrontation and i kind of I'm a little saddened because I, I don't. I, I feel like if there's going to be another movie, it doesn't seem like uh, Sylvester Stallone's going to be in the next one. Because I felt like that the, the fist bump at the very end, you know, it, it, with uh, Adonis in the ring, Rocky on the outside. I felt that was a little like handing passing the, the passing of the torch of like the the, the franchise. Like I, I feel that you know Rocky may not be uh, in the next movie because kind of like what you mentioned earlier, how. His uh, everybody's art kind of wraps up, right? We got Rocky visiting his son now. Milo Ventimiglia, I apologize, I can't, still can't say his name correctly. Now, I saw him at uh, the Rose City Comic Con just a couple years ago, and I asked him, Hey, you know, they, they kind of referenced your character in the first Creed. Uh, what was that about? Were you, you asked to come back? And he goes, Well, if you remember, 
there was a drop of like, oh, his son is in like Vancouver or something like that. Well, the actor himself was in Vancouver, like filming a show, you know, so they kind of dropped that. And so I thought that was kind of cool that they actually brought him back history. afterwards anyway. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so I wonder if I tweet at him, like, hey, remember, like, <laughs> we talked about this a couple years ago. So I thought that was kind of cool that they brought the actual actor who played his son in the sixth movie, yeah. you know, because it was a different actor before him playing the young version of Robert in, I think, the fifth one. Well, uh, fourth and fifth. Yeah. Uh, so that was kind of interesting. So that kind of does wrap up. I, I don't know if I need, you know, like a Creed 3. I think this is that's fine. That's what I was kind of worried about. It was like, how do you even go bigger from here? Like, you know, like that's kind of the big payoff, right? Like avenging your your father's death or something like that. Like, how do you atop that with a third movie? Like, I, I don't see how they could. Yeah, it's going to be interesting unless we fast forward, you know, 18 years or something. And yeah. it's like... Uh, Amara, uh, Amara Creed, but you know, you fighting. But you don't, but you don't really need that story, though. No, no, you don't. Like, um, I don't. Yeah, again, I don't know if I need a three. Like this, this actually um, kind of it, it really does. It, it ties all the loose ends for everybody, right? Yeah, for all th- f- three people at least, for Ivan, for Rocky, and uh, for Creed. So let's talk about the family unit of um, of the Creed family. You know, we have a uh, pretty big reveal. So here, okay. So let me throw this out now. I didn't do, um, you know, I didn't read up on any articles uh, about this movie because I wanted to go in fresh. I wanted to be surprised. I was surprised by the birth, you know, well, the pregnancy and the birth of uh, Amara, uh, which kind of threw me off by surprise. What do you think about the addition of uh, Creed becoming a father? I thought it was it was interesting in a way like it kind of made the pacing really weird because like you had one fight the first fight between creed and uh drago and then you know like his his rock bottom moment then he kind of has amara and then uh and then they do a training montage and they fight again but like all that time in between the two fights the pacing was just really confusing kind of hard to follow like i i guess they they kind of used you know her the different trimesters of her pregnancy is kind of like to illustrate how much time has passed but even then it was kind of a little hard to follow along um one thing i thought that was really interesting though was creed was just really egotistical and like self-centered like everything was always about him like even when he was having a daughter like it it was like it seemed like he was more concerned with like his time or or or, or his development or his growth or, or his hobbies more so than his wife like his wife was just in the background and it's like he wasn't really there to support her as much as she was there to support him, I guess, you know? Yeah, and I think that's kind of within, like, his character. That's how he, he was very much that in the very, you know, in the first movie. Yeah. Um, I thought it was interesting. You mentioned the pacing. Uh, that that was... I don't want to call it a problem because I don't think it was a problem. It's not really a problem. It's it was not, hard to follow. It, yeah, because, like, the, I, I was... Okay, so let me let me mention this, too. When the, the movie starts, I, I do like how they kind of reference... You know, this um, Danny Wheeler guy that he fought, uh, you know, and, and won his Mustang. He was one of the fighters from the first movie. And that guy was supposed to, um, I think it was him that got injured before the fight. And that's why Adonis ended up going in his place, right? So they're kind of tying that up. Okay. And the fact that Adonis beat him in this movie is to kind of show that, yes, he is deserved deserved it of that belt you know as champions because he finally beat the guy who probably would have won that very first match if adonis hadn't had to replace him so i like how he did get his car back Uh, i do uh, appreciate that 
But then we get this uh, first fight early on. That threw me off because I was like, wait a minute, you, you're going to introduce the Victor versus Adonis fight now? Yeah. So I thought it was really interesting. I was like, well, he has to lose because we got to have like one climactic fight at the very end. Yeah. So I thought it was a little cheap for them to kind of say, okay, uh, Victor gets disqualified. You know, so I don't know. Did you feel that was cheap at all? Yeah, I kind of thought it was cheap, but it was it was it worked for me. I mean, it was cheap, but I was okay with it. Obviously, right? Because sense. how how else do you do it, right? Because you you got to tease yeah. us with something. You yeah. you got to give us something. You have to overcome some kind of adversity or something like that. So yeah. Yeah. So the broken ribs and uh, a not a punctured kidney, but uh, what was it, ruptured kidney or something? Yeah. At least it wasn't like you know stuff that uh, was gonna really prevent him from fighting. But I I just thought like all of the obstacles that he was coming across, you know, becoming a father getting married and all that stuff uh, I thought that that well I think some of that stuff made him emotional also like trying to revenge his avenge his father's death I think that's you know ultimately what made him lose that first fight and also without you know proper coaching and stuff well what lost that first fight is they were kind of getting him out of his element getting him like super you know they got under his skin really so he wasn't thinking clearly right well i mean and that's how victor lost his second fight or you know the, the the second one too because he got emotional you know like uh the the, the mother i think just kind of added on top of it yeah. you know thinking that um maybe not that she was gonna like come back into their life but i don't know, think i don't think the movie portrayed that like i don't think the movie was designed to say that he lost the fight because he was emotionally like charged i guess it was more so that creed had built himself up to be a worthy adversary is kind of how i think the story was meant to go okay that's interesting but i i, I still think that, that that's gonna be a really good debate because I, I feel that he did get emotional at the very end because i feel the commentators might have even said something you know uh, at that point he's just he's just doesn't know what he's doing he's just trying not to you know fall back down i, I guess you could say that right it's like he had already gained the adoration of his entire country and his mom and everything and uh he was just out of his element like instead of training you know in like you know poverty stricken areas or like a crappy gym like he was actually in like a really nice gym i guess you know so maybe that was trying to show that he wasn't as hungry anymore so maybe i could see that the the writing was very interesting too because uh we knew from the first movie that bianca you know had progressive like hearing loss and stuff and so um I thought that carried on uh, pretty well, actually, especially like when Adonis is trying to like propose to her. Uh, I was just, um, I had forgotten like it was a, a progression of hair loss, so I wasn't sure exactly like where she was at. All I knew was that, oh, she's not going to hear anything he says until he turns around. So I guess the, the, the one, uh, one of the nitpicks I did have is because of the pacing, and okay, let's give it this. Oh, we both agreed that the character development was great in this movie, and um, I think because of that, there was a little bit of pacing issues, and then that left me kind of guessing what was going to happen, and I think a lot of times I kind of called it. I mean, I thought the story itself wasn't the strong point, but the character development was so strong that it made up for those, and I, I can't remember the last time I got so invested in characters before. So, um, yeah, like pretty much the entire cast, you know, from villains and the good guys and even just the, you know, the, the, the supporting characters. So I, I think that's what, what the highlight for me was. Yeah, so I'm kind of, I don't want to say I'm divided, but 
Because of the character developments, I really enjoyed that. And for what it's worth, this movie, on on its own, with it not being a sequel to Creed, not being a sequel to Rocky IV, on its own, I felt this was a very strong movie with great character developments. Yeah. On the flip side, as a sequel to those very movies, I feel there's going to be an audience out there that will like. I didn't want this, you know. I just wanted a bunch of mindless fighting, you know. And I'm not saying that's what I want, you know. But yeah, you don't think so at all. You don't think, you, you don't think somebody's gonna be like this movie is boring? No, I, I don't think that that older audience would want just mindless action for the entire time without any like any type of like character development or payoffs to those characters, you know. Do you remember part four very much? Not really. <laughs> okay, not really. Part, part four is not good, but yeah. people love it. It's one of those movies that uh, it's so bad it's good. Yeah, that and I don't. I don't know. It's just like we've we've villainized Russia so much, so that was kind of part of the fun too, right? Like you were saying, it happened during the Cold War, so like I think that's probably what played into that movie. Yeah, yeah. No, um, oh, man, I I kind I kind of want to see this again just to kind of see if if I feel any different now knowing how the movie is going to be. You know what I mean? You think I, it's that deep that it deserves a second viewing to change your opinion? It could be because um, again, I kind of you know I didn't read any articles. I was just going to take it in. And so when I was watching it, I think there was a few curveballs for sure. And there were some points that they really surprised me with uh, the direction they were going with. And so I, I thought some points were a little telegraphed. Okay. Yeah, you know, um, oh man, I don't know. It, this is one of those moments where I wish that I had time to kind of process the movie a little bit you know it's funny because um you, you do join me on some of these uh, instant movie reviews and and if not we do go to uh, movies you know and sometimes we don't review them and often you say that you know you don't have a chance to process and it's yeah, funny yeah. like the it's night time now you feel like it yeah yeah i'm kind of in that boat now and it's funny because like usually like that's very same evening or maybe early the next day you'll send me like 10 text messages yeah, yeah. yeah about your thoughts and so this is one of those moments that the, the movie really caught me off guard that i feel like i need a, a second watch for me i i uh I guess I was so driven by the actors' performances and then just the characters themselves that I didn't really watch this with an analytical mind. I just kind of sat back and just absorbed everything rather than critique it, if that makes sense. Yeah, and, and that's my problem because I, I am doing that, you know, yeah. uh, with the podcast hat on. I'm trying to kind of like uh, be Bring critical. For your, for your followers and stuff, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and, you know, I don't know if I'm uh, actually doing a really good job, but, I mean, you, you talked about the actor's performance, and it was great, and all, all of their interactions, you know, a lot of times when, uh, well, the, the couple times where Adonis has to say, like, hey, look, I'm taking the fight, people are like, you know, what, what's new? You know, I, what's the point in fighting? Because you're saying you're going to do it, you're going to do it. You know, uh, we've all been through this, you know, with, with Apollo, the first time type of deal. I guess if there was one thing they could develop on further is both, both Drago and Creed's, like, main struggles were internal struggles. And I don't know how you would illustrate that on screen, but because that's, like, a primarily, like, that was a primary, like, conflict for both of them, Maybe they could have spent more time on that aspect for both people. Because you were kind of saying that you didn't really understand Drago's arc fully. And then I didn't really think that... I didn't really think that Creed overcame that much mentally and internally to, like, to beat Drago in the end. Like, I thought that was kind of a leap of faith in a way. You know, like, I didn't think the training montage was great or his, his internal... I mean, his character growth was that strong to overcome that. So I guess if I had a problem with the movie, like, they could have elaborated on both those people's internal struggles and how they overcame it or how they got paid off. 
maybe I could have used a little bit more of like, uh, again, I'm going to kind of um, keep touching on the father and son relationship between the Dragos. You know, I, I want to see like Ivan maybe motivating his son more. You know, they, they talked about how we have nothing. You know, she left us. And so that moment when the mom walks in, I thought that was kind of like, oh, damn, you know, what is going to happen? I couldn't use something where Ivan's like, you know, look at that guy. You're going to beat him because look at all the things that he's got and, and, and we have nothing. He, he's he got this, you I don't know. think you needed it, though, because I think they illustrated that right at the beginning when they walked to Rocky's statue and they saw the people running up steps and taking photos. But think- that's Rocky. That has nothing to do with Adonis. Yeah. I mean, but, but the movie wasn't really it really wasn't those two like conflict at each other like it was just really they were just being like acting out what their parents went through like i don't really think they hated each other like specifically see i find it interesting because it's rocky that beat ivan right and then they come to the u.s to to fight adonis why is victor so like hell-bent on you know, beating the, the the champion in in Adonis just because he has the belt, but that had nothing. You know, Rocky wasn't in his corner in that first round or that first fight. I, I think it was just it was just to to get a taste of what Rocky's life would be like and just to bring that back so that they could, you know, make their countrymen proud. I guess. But it was kind of a weak motivator, though, right? Yeah. See, and that's what I think I am saying. You yeah. know, it's like maybe we could have you know used a little bit more of that. We got you know glimpses of it you know kind of early on and uh, again i just i love seeing the dragos just up there you know with their smug look uh, at the top of the steps uh and you know uh, over by the statue and all of that i think visually that that worked for me and also um just you know all the things that drago was saying in the restaurant inside adrian's you know i i those were all fighting words and i felt like man they should have it should have had something, you know. Uh, the commentator said it's been over thirty years, and uh, you know, just just a little something, a little something. Fan service, come on. Yeah, I mean they could up the tension, but I don't think grown men are gonna fight over something like that. Well, I'm not saying fight. No, I don't, I'm not asking them to fight. I, I want just a little physicality because if uh, if if Rocky. If Drago hated Rocky that much, I, I felt like if he's holding on to that grudge that much, yeah. there's there's got he, he's gonna want to release that anger somehow. I think they thought they did that by surprising him and throwing that curveball. Like I thought that was his moment to like say I I kind of outsmarted you by I'm, forcing him to take a fight that they didn't want to take. Right? I mean, it, it could that be. Was like I chess mean, moves, you know, yeah. And and then we learned at the very end, you know, obviously uh, uh, Ivan himself has grown up. I mean, he, he was smart enough to throw in the towel before his son got hurt. And, and the cool part is it wasn't just like the two young fighters learning from, you know, their prospective mentors. It was the other way around at that point at the end too, where uh, Vic- Victor had, I mean, where Ivan had learned from Victor and then where, uh, where Rocky had learned from Creed, right? Like that's kind of how they completed their arcs, right? It was through the fighters when they learned, right? So like, I, uh, so Rocky, Rocky got advice from Creed right before, uh, I, I forgot what happened. It, it convinced Rocky to, to get in contact with his son who, who I think they said he hadn't talked to in like 20 years or something, uh, roughly. Well, no, because uh, they, they just talked um, in Rocky Balboa. Okay. And so that was like Eight years 2006 ago. or something like that. Yeah, but they mentioned it was like a long time and he'd even, he had not even met his grandchild who right. was i think they were saying either six or eight years old yeah. so you know so i thought that was a cool learning moment like he wouldn't have gotten to that point with it without creed right and i i think had it not been for that estate dinner that that estate dinner uh with uh with all the russian people that i don't think ivan would have gotten to understand like what 
family really means or what's important in life if it wasn't for uh, Victor to tell him to tell him like why do we have to care about these people's approvals like all I re- all we really need is each other I guess yeah and that's what kind of led him to throw in the towel I think you know yeah no that's a very good point and uh, all those pay uh, pay off so I mean that's some of the you know examples of like the the strong writing is dropping those little nuggets you know and kind of earning those moments as well but it seems like they put all their resources in the character development side rather than the story side I Which think so. Yeah. 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 I completely agree with that. Um, I kind of do like, you know, the, the, the point where um, Odonis is trying to break to his mom that he's accepted the fight, but she thinks that he's about to tell her that they're expecting. And <laughs> Bianca's just like, oh, mom, mom's got jokes. You know, and she just gives her this look and she's like, mm-hmm, and she spits the wine back out. Yeah. So it's still got some of its humor. Uh, I, 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 I think it's definitely less funny than the first, uh, the first Creed movie. Okay. Um, I guess, like, is that a bad decision on the filmmakers' parts to put all the resources on, like, the character development side, not the story side? Because, really, when you watch those old Rocky movies, they're not really great, like, they're not really technically great movies and believable and all that. You know, they they take some kind of, you kind of have to suspend belief in reality a little bit, right, to accept it. So, like, really, you fall in love with the characters, not necessarily the stories. And I think that's what it is. Like, being part of the uh, Rocky franchise, I think it comes with baggage. So I do think it's a very bold move for them to do that because it does separate them from the other Rocky movies where, you know, you lack the character development and, you know, you get decent stories and stories that are kind of just retold over and over. But maybe the old ones, like, they didn't have the same... The characters didn't have the same depth that the old movies did, but they're still, like, character-driven movies, though. Because you, you, you remember Creed or you remember Drago and you remember even the shitty Tommy Gunn, right? Yeah. You know, so you remember the characters more than the stories itself. At least I do, so. Now, what do you think about the two funeral, I mean, not funeral, but the cemetery scenes? I, I feel like we could have done without that. I feel those got really um, stagnant. Like, I, I felt I got a little bored at those moments. I don't, I don't think Creed need, needed to visit his dad. I don't see how that really added to it. And, and that was kind of part of Rocky's character to always visit that grave anyways. So, like, I didn't have a problem with him doing that. I, I thought it was a cool way of touching back and, show, you know, and, and playing on that nostalgia th- a bit, but not overdoing it. Like, and I thought they were really mindful of that stuff. I think them and uh, Cobra Kai, like, they do a really good job of, like, you know, inserting a little bit of nostalgia, but not basing the entire movie around that stuff, you know, and cheapening it. So... The one thing that kept on bothering me just a little bit was, like, I felt the ghost of Apollo was all over this movie. And not metaphorically, I mean visually. Uh, the, the man is everywhere, you know, his, his decal is on the, you know, on the, on the uh, boxing gym uh, window, and then you got... Uh, they, they talked about his trophy case, and it was immense, and it was full of stuff. Yeah, the trophy case, the, the headstone, it's just like it, it, almost every scene, there's like some sort of image of Apollo. And uh, I don't know, maybe they could have scaled that back. I don't know. I, I just I felt like I got a little distracted, you know. Um, but uh, I do think Michael B. Jordan, um, you know, gave another great performance. I, I, I feel this is probably my favorite character of his. And he's done a lot of great movies, too. Now... What is your thought on their daughter, uh, Amara, not being able to hear, having that handicap? I don't see how that adds to the movie, really, other than just makes him recognize what's important in life, I guess. That, I think that was its only purpose, and I thought it was, I, I thought it was unnecessary. You know? I thought it was going to go another way, because, I mean, Bianca does mention that you know, she 
has heard or has read that it can be hereditary. So we, you know, I, I feel like if anybody was actually paying attention, was probably thinking like that's a very possibility, you know, for them to do that. And then they did it. And for me, I felt Rocky was going to throw in the towel. Like I, I thought Adonis was going to learn from his lesson, you know, now being a father and, you know, just having to put more care into having a child with a handicap you know what i mean like i felt like he, he oh, was probably that, gonna lose I, th- I thought that's where they were going with and i thought he was gonna say yeah, go ahead throw in the towel and then rocky was gonna kind of like be able to kind of go ahead and do that and and i don't know kind of not redeem himself but you know save odonis i guess you know now that you say that i get it but i still don't think it's necessary because like he like i think uh, adonis even said it's like Rocky had questioned him, was like, so what happens if, you know, worst case scenario happens and your daughter ends up being deaf, you know, and he goes, well, I'm just, I'm, I'm just going to love her, you know, it's like, well, of course, every parent would say that, you know, so I don't see how that adds really to any type of growth to his character. Like, I thought it was kind of unnecessary. Yeah. I'd, I'd rather save it for the development of, I'd rather use that screen time to develop the Dragos, like you said, rather than devote it to that. I, I didn't really think that was necessary. Yeah. It was interesting. I mean, that was one of those things like they threw in, you know, because again, like I didn't, I didn't know that they were going to have a kid in this one, uh, so I was kind of thrown off by that. And then it not really. I'm assuming it's 12 months, right? Like that had passed between the first fight and the second fight, because there was like a time limit where if he didn't fight in time, that he would have to relinquish the belt and vacate the belt. So right. They they did mention that. Um, and because the pregnancy happened, so that was nine months. So I'm assuming it was 12 months had passed since the first fight. Yeah, yeah. And I, I thought that was uh, also kind of cool how they told us early on, too, that he's already had won like six fights uh, since that um, that big fight in, in the first movie. So they did a really good job of showing like the, the passing of time as well. Yeah, I, I could have done without the daughter plotline but i i thought i thought it was fine you know and i don't know i i guess with the introduction of the daughter it, it'd be kind of interesting to see what the creed family life would be like uh after this but again like how how do you continue the story i don't want to continue it i think you closed off everything that needs to be closed off and i don't know how you can elevate the next villain or i don't know how you can make him how you can make creed grow anymore as a person I guess, as far as the fighting side, you know, like, I, I don't, I don't want to see anymore. Like, I'm happy with where it ends off. Yeah. Well, you know, Phil, you and I are both pretty active on Twitter, so let's go ahead and wrap it up there, and I hope that uh, maybe we can uh, continue the conversation with listeners on Twitter. Uh, so if listeners want to do that, where can they get a hold of you? Um, my main active account is kind of a blazer-centric site. Uh, That's okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, it's uh, Pinwheel Empire, um, so it's P-I-N-W-H-E-E-L uh, E-M-P-I-R and just uh, focuses on the Portland Trailblazers. Shout out to the uh, Pinwheel Empire. And for me, you can find me uh, at Podstalgic on Instagram and Twitter uh, to carry on the conversation there. Again, uh, if you guys have seen Cobra Kai and don't listen to any coverages uh, in podcast form, Cobra Kai Companion, Companion spelled with a K. Uh, We've done, you know, the episode reviews and also at this point have interviewed 19 cast members from both the Karate Kid and Cobra Kai universe. Uh, So give that a listen if you are a fan of John G. Alvidson, who directed uh, the first... Rocky movie and the first three Karate Kid movies. Uh, so I want to thank you guys for checking out this episode. If this is the first time you've heard Postalgic, go back and check out some of the other stuff we've done. I do a lot of uh, retro movie reviews. I know the last few episodes have been new releases, but um, you know, life happens. So uh, thanks again. Hopefully you guys enjoyed the movie and please carry on the conversation with us on Twitter and we'll talk to you guys next time. Alright, see ya.
God save us all. I pray for y'all. You know the tables turn. I buy a tablecloth. I got it off the ground and not straight to Mars. Shout out to the pilots that died taking off. The crime rate evolved, but I take the charge. I try to obey the law. On Fridays it's hard. Vibrating floors from my groundbreaking bars. The crowd gave applause. Thank you for listening to the Court and Parts Podcast Network. To listen to more Court and Parts shows, visit courtemparts.com.